Hey, there we go. So, first of all, I want to apologize to you, babe. I'm Hi. sorry. I've been dressing like a bum all week long. I've been wearing sweats. I've looked terrible. This is the most dressed up I've been, which is just a sweater and a t-shirt. So, I'm well, sorry. I kind of, I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> But I kind of had to be dressed because my boss was like specific. She's like, be dressed because at all times I need you ready for a meeting. So I always made sure I had to be dressed. See, you took care of the girls in the morning, so you didn't really have to worry about that. I have, even, But even when I took a shower in the afternoon, I still put on sweats. Oh, yeah, you did. New sweats, change sweats, rotating sweats, <laughs> but nonetheless still sweats. So I apologize. I think that's a future topic. How, future topic. For, for married folk and cohabitating folk, how are you going to dress in the house so that we still don't, you know, we still like each but other. But I fell in love with you with your track outfit. This is true. So, I have you know, been, I kind of love you in athletic wear. This is true. <laughs> I have not been dressing up for a long time. All right, let's get started. This is uh, our teacher check-in. Uh, if you read the Facebook post no. or the uh, uh, Instagram post, then you know, Fran and I talk every Saturday morning almost. It's never intentional. It usually starts off with, what do we have to do this week? And next thing you know, an hour and a half later, we've ventured down this uh, philosophical, sociological, uh, educational path, and we've solved cultural, cultural competency, all yep. of this stuff. So yep. uh, it just seemed right to to bring these conversations online. And I know a lot of y'all have been sitting through conferences. Tell me about and it. Sitting through Zoom, this in this is probably the last place you want to be. So we wanted to make this not conference at all. Um, yeah. We do have a bit of a structure. Uh, so we want to ask you to make sure you're, you're muted. The first 10 minutes or so, 15 minutes or so, uh, it's just going to be us talking. These are the conversations that we have. So hopefully right. you get some insight based off of, you know, Fran's uh, 12, 13 years of teaching in public education. Homie, you ain't giving me my full years. I'm about to be in 15. 15 years? <laughs> yeah, you got to count Abbott. I, you no, no, no. I started when I was 23. So, oh, gosh. I started when I was 23 in San Diego. And I think we often forget that because we moved to San Bernardino. So we don't count those years. But yeah, no, it's been a minute. Okay. So you've got 15. I've got And you got... You got substitute years, college. you oh, got college a, adjunct years, and you another, got your yeah. professor years. So, yeah. I mean, it's it's a collective. You know, education is not just when you actually started getting the benefits. It's, it's. I mean, so technically I've been doing it for most of my life. So then we've got 40 years. Yeah, I mean, teaching 38. I'm only 38. No, 40 years experience. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Years experience, so. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, so first I want to ask you, what's going on right now in education? What are you seeing? What are the concerns? What are, you know? You know, the biggest thing. So for those of you who don't know, I'm a, um, I'm a PAR consultant teacher, which is actually AKA coach. So I had a teacher give this to me. She blessed this to me. So if you're out there. Miss Lou, Miss Lou, what up, Miss Lou? She gave me this. I was her coach. Um, so pretty much what I do is I support teachers. Um, I coach new teachers, veteran teachers, teachers who are actually on assistance plans, teachers who are honestly, um, possibly, hopefully not about to lose their job. I mean, it's it's an array of teachers that I'm supporting. And in just looking at this week alone, most of my teachers, it was just about getting adjusted, adjusted to what the heck am I supposed to do? Like I work, am I supposed to be working? Can I, can I leave? I mean, it, it was adjusting to the whole dynamic of, I'm still being paid to be a teacher, but I'm home. And then 
society's telling me don't leave my home, but I'm, I'm urged to want to do things that I finally could get done. Um, so it's, it's just been new. But I think a lot of my teachers have been really honestly projecting like, we don't got time to think about it. Let's just do. So it's been a lot of like, um, all right, what, what, what can I do to do this? Um, and the hardest part, I think, for the teachers that I work, work, work with is they all want, they actually all wanted to do digital work, but we had to first think, wait, we got to give access to all kids. So that means we have to think of work that is not just digital. How can we make everything like a PDF? How can we print everything? But then there's the dichotomy of like, but then you got to print it all. So, and then you got to hand it to people and then it's the touching and it, so this week has been, man, it's, it's been a whirlwind, but I feel like peace because I feel like just us talking about it every day and, and, and then me talking with a lot of my good friends last night, we just had a social hour. We had a social hour digitally y'all. My girls, I love all of them. And it was a group of educators, all um, strong, beautiful black and brown women that have come together to help each other. And we just have heard to, it's important to, to talk to each other, like over communicate. Cause when you over communicate, you get this opportunity to like think and process this all out instead of just holding it in and not sure what to do with it. So I don't really know how to capture it in one word. Yeah, uh, at least for us, uh, my college is on spring break, right. but it's been a chance to see what other colleges are doing. I've had a few check-ins uh, with different education communities. Some started, you know, a week ago. Uh, others at UC level, they were making that transition even before. Mm -hmm. So a lot of it really is figuring out the technology that we've dabbled in, or we were already starting and being ahead of the curve. Now all of a sudden we have to do that. And that that's um, being implemented into the things that we're doing on a regular basis. So uh, that's what's going on, at least on, on our community college and, and other community colleges, this spring break time, having this right. time to adjust. Right. Uh, but for me, the biggest thing this week has just been adjusting to the schedule. And we'll talk about that as we go. Feel free to use the chat. Navia is already clowning in the chat. I love it. That's what this is for. So um, Nav, Monica, Ronald Clark. How you guys doing? Yeah, Fred will just spend the whole. I like connecting. I'm a connector, like, and that's that, that that's another thing, do. man. We're gonna get there. We're gonna need time. I know, we're gonna I know. Plenty this time digital world of connection is tough. Plenty of time. Tough. So, the first topic I wanted to discuss was what perspective should folks in education have right now? I I see a lot of folks. Well, early on, this was a, the thing that we were. I don't want to say fighting, but the tension in the house was building because we had two very different perspectives on the role of education and what education was about at this moment. Um, Fran's idea was we're switching, we gotta do the same things, but now incorporate this new technology and figure out how to do the same in a different way. And I, coming from my cultural studies, sociology background was like, nope, the whole world is changing and bending. It makes no sense to do half of the stuff that we're doing at this moment. Uh, so in thinking about our perspective, my perspective was be still, hold on. We're going to be told to do a lot of little things to keep things the same, social control. But we still should do these to keep our jobs. Those of us who are still fortunate enough to have those jobs but just be balanced and pivot and not have the stress about it. Um, did your perspective change? I think I kind of walked you over to my side as the <laughs> it, I think 
I, I think initially it was, um, okay, the charge is for me as a coach was just get our teachers to get lesson plans out, get our kids something to do at home. Um, but what was going on in the back of my Social head, <laughs> yes, I guess that actually captures it all. But what was going on in the back of my head is actually, and I, I know we wanted to get to this, but my concerns for the families and the students that home isn't always the most healthiest place or maybe home, you know, in their eyes, school was was their sanctuary sometimes or their ability to actually let loose. Home was actually more, it was, it could be pressure, it could be stress. And I don't know, I just, I think about those kids because not not to say that I had that entirely, but I saw growing up a lot of that. And I, lot, I, I see my kid, I see our students, I call my kids. I still connect to them to this day. And it's just, there's anxiety. There's anxiety around the unknown. So I think my biggest thing was how do I help teachers with their anxiety and how do I help them consider the anxiety that's going on in the homes of these kids that they're trying to pass on lessons to, pass on, do this assignment. Like the humanistic piece, don't lose that, don't lose that. And it's easy to do that when we're like digital, when I don't get to hear you or I don't, to, I get, I don't get to feel your presence, you know? So um, I was just a little concerned. Yeah, so right? you hear our daughters in the background and say hi? they're so... We had a nice movie set up for them with snacks because yeah, we planned eight. this perfectly that they would focus and do other things while we did this. Yeah, right. Had snacks set up, had it all worked out. Nope, they're interested in what we're doing, uh, which is segues perfectly into the next topic, scheduling. Earlier this week, a whole bunch of posts flooded your social media that were talking about how to schedule your kids time and do this this or this hour and this that and this hour right. lunch and all this stuff i ate it up and too they were i was color -coded. like oh. fran went right into it she drew a big thing on the board um but then as things happen on social media sort of the backlash to that came out and mm -hmm. the opposite which was don't do any of that rigid scheduling they're not in school you can't expect them to maintain that mm -hmm. just have free-flowing schedule let them binge watch tv Mm. and uh, Nola shaking her, her head and said that's a terrible idea. I agree. I thought the best thing that we did this week was we created a very rigid schedule and we gave ourselves, I gave myself permission to not have to follow it. But it's there when I need to look up and check myself and say, what do I need to be doing right now with the girls at homeschool? Right. How are you doing with the schedule? Right, which is interesting because typically in this, partnership my life partner right here my husband uh he often tends to be like stick to routine stay routine stay routine that's the most healthy thing and I'm always like hey let's try this out hey let's go here I'm I'm willing to try new things and, and it was shocking in this situation was I wanted the rigidness or I don't know if the word rigidness but I wanted the structure oh, and identified routine so that I could be free-flowing here um, so for me, it was, man, I was like, babe, this is all me. Let me do my thing. I know how to organize and plan days and times out, which is interesting because I'm not a time management person, but that's probably why I got so good at it is because I had to use those tools to help me with my time management. So we created a whole schedule for the day well, for and the girls an and point, for me. Because you're not a time person, yeah. you create these rigid schedules. Yeah. And because I'm a time person, 
I need, the, I don't have to have them written down or documented. Right. I just know, okay, I need to be switching to something. I need to be, only give myself 10 minutes, 15 minutes to do this. Right. And so being at home all day and not having a, I need to leave at a certain time mm -hmm. would tear me. That would, I don't know. Drive you nuts. Yeah. Drive yeah. Me yeah. Nuts. I've get seen vertigo. it. I've seen it happen. I get vertigo. I, I see your <laughs> eyes. <laughs> He does. He still does that. What movie is that from? Woosah. Bad Boys? Oh, Bad Boys. To this day, this man still quotes Woosah. Bad Boys and goes, Woosah, Woosah. I think for me, because I know I'm free flowing in regards to, um, like, if I get into conversations and I see the need, like I was talking to this one teacher and, you know, just, just listening to her and giving her this opportunity to talk. I just want to let her talk. I just want to give that free flowing opportunity. But then in my mind, I'm like, oh, I got another appointment coming right after, I won't have a break. And what I found with this world of, of um, digital, digital meetings, so as a coach, I would go to all these different sites. So I got in my car, I was able to breathe, they will hear some jams, hear, take a snack, have a little break, have an interaction with the, with the staff, on, on whoever, that's just who I am. I'm like my grandpa. My grandpa Steve just talks to anybody and everybody, and that's me, always. Leaving a campus, getting out of campus. And, and now it's like, 10 to 11 appointment, 11 to 12 appointment, 12 to one appointment. And I was literally, my brain was going from one person to the next and the demands of that mentally and just physically, I was just kind of like drained. I was drained. So then even though I had a, even though I had a schedule, I had to realize there's a different type of schedule you have to have when you're home. You've got to give yourself 10 to 15 minutes in between to stretch, to breathe, to connect, to go to the bathroom, to get some tea, to take a snack. Like you honestly have to still put breaks, but I was still like, oh, this is dope. I get to meet to meet with people back to back. Like this is, this is nice. And no, it was, it was too rigid. It was too rigid. So. We, we're, the kids are still, still going. So, oh, I, that part. I think we should talk more about how we're managing having kids as we do this and do our work. No, this ain't on your notes. Oh, I'm off the script. I'm off Sorry, the script, off the top. I'm a planner, so yeah. I have to refer to my yeah. thoughts. How is it with the kids? Come on, you want to be in the show? You in the show now? You don't stay off camera. Come on in the show. How how has it been with mommy and daddy being home all week? Come on, you're in the show. Okay. It's been good. What's been good about it? It's been the best part. You don't know? You don't know. That's not the answer you gave. <laughs> okay, well, you you taking up science. the time. You in the show now. Science? Oh, science. Oh, tell us about science. What made science cool? What did yeah. you do? Playing with magnets and learning gravity. Right? And what did you do to learn gravity? By building magnets and then dropping them. Gravity. Yeah, you had such a good time doing that. All right, so. <laughs> Which, by the way, that was a gift for my godson. <laughs> we end up opening oh, it. Oh, we gotta talk about that too. <laughs> so, that, that's my last thing, okay, that's my okay, closeout. Okay, <laughs> okay. long view, long view. How do you see what's going on now and the changes we're going through? Not us, but the larger education. Right. How do you see that affecting uh, five, five years from now, 10 years from now, education, what we're doing? Well, definitely in education, it's gonna affect, it's going to affect in K through 12 how we hire how we hire teachers, you know, um, a lot of our newer teachers, the one thing that I see a, a commonality with them is they're fearless in taking on any creative source that has to do with technology. They, they're like, oh, I'm like, I'm, I'm suggesting, oh, you should use a, a Google phone number because 
this is an important time to connect with your students. This is actually the best time to build relationships with them one-on-one, -on -one, meet them at their needs. Um, they're bored, they're, they don't have nothing to do. And you gotta have teachers that are just willing to be like, all right, that's cool, let me do that. Whereas I had some that were like, no, nah, I'm good. I get my email. I'm like, okay, what if they don't have internet source? What if they're, and, and, and what if their internet is out? Hence some of our internet's been going in and out, no matter if you pay the bill or not. And um, so I think hiring that sense of educator that has a risk taker, that's technology savvy, that's collaborative, that's willing to connect, um, that's willing to take feedback. I mean, and, and more importantly, it, it sees the value of providing access to all people. Um, not just, you know, you have to think about, yes, baby. Mila is eating all the pretzels. Okay, all right. Okay. Go, go take them. Tell her we said to share the pretzels. <laughs> you were saying. So, um, Google phone number. Google phone, so, so that's another thing. Uh, five to 10 years, digital platforms, being able to go between digital and real life. I mean, we already have schools like that. We have charter schools that do 50% um, digital, 50% in person. But I, I have um, one of my best friends in Hawaii, and I actually want to talk to her, is she, they've adjusted it. They've even gone from 50 to 50 to now realizing they needed more in-person. So they wanted more um, in-person time and less digital. So they have to, we have to be willing to have those conversations about that. Um, I think another thing too is, being able to focus teaching on being a facilitator of knowledge versus an instructor of knowledge. So, Paulo Freire. And, and uh, yeah, so this is what he does all day. He's like, that's the theorist that da, 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 da. I'm like, oh yeah, that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. There's a theory behind that. And um, so I think what I was saying about facilitator is being able to use like digital platforms be like, okay, um, let's connect this to the time of Anne Frank. Anne Frank was writing journals. Go and listen to this little synopsis of Anne Frank. Read about a quick snippet of her journal. Um, watch a quick little uh, view, uh, view of her movie or the movie made of her, many movies made of her, versus me saying, this is who Anne Frank is. Anne Frank is blah, 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 blah. All right, let's look at Anne. So now I'm giving you all these little platforms to be able to learn from it. And now I have to facilitate it in a way that engages you helps you, I have to be responsible in helping you to be intrinsically motivated. So man, education is going to honestly identify those who are doing it and those who are not much more easily than I think it has before. Cause I get to go into teachers' classrooms and see, oh, this teacher, this, need to, this teacher needs to be like pumped up or this teacher needs some skills. Like Robin Jackson, she's, she's, she's one of these um, amazing consultants right now. She says it's a will or a skill thing. And really, we're gonna have to, we're gonna see that very open in the digital world. Um, whereas in person, sometimes you get to fake it. Sometimes you get to make it look good or, you know, just, it's, it's gonna be interesting. Fran takes the micro on this and it's a very positive, happy, optimistic micro. I take the macro on this, doom and gloom, people. It's all over. Everything we know is done, collapse, burn the fire, Quasimodo at the end of the Hunchback of Notre No, I don't know. Um, that's how it was initially. I really was like, this is the, the profit industry's opportunity to come in and shake it all up and do this. Uh, and to a degree, I still think they that's a, a, gonna be a big problem that we have to uh, tackle and address in keeping you know, these sort of mindless, uh, profiteering education pimps out of the system. However, uh, I was 
kind of just doing some some rethinking and revisiting and thinking about the technology revolution in the 90s and early 2000s where we thought cities were going to collapse and everyone's going to stay at home and work and everyone's going to live on far remote islands and work at the beach and we saw the opposite happen which was cities became the place and we saw art institutions and mm. different cities and scenes it, the more technology got input the more um, physical connection became important on the weekends on the weekdays mm, so you yeah. see places like uh, uh the Broad is the popular happening place, which mm -hmm. is the least technological thing to visit the museum. Right. Um, I shouldn't say least, but you know, it's an interactive thing that's not being on a computer. So I'm less doom and gloom than I was on Tuesday and Wednesday about the system of education. I think micro, yeah, there are gonna be a lot of the changes that Fran is suggesting in hiring and your ability to use technology is gonna be important. But I think the educators that can just give a good lecture, right, college, mm -hmm. can give a good lecture, the K through 12, who can cap capture students live, I mean, that's gonna be at an all-time premium. And mm -hmm. I don't know when that shift is gonna take place, I don't know how it's gonna take place, but uh, one of the fundamental things about humans is we are social by nature. I mean, we have to connect. It's right. not, it's, I'm not a biology person, but if that's the one thing about biology, we have to connect with other people. So I think that's gonna be put at a premium because that initial wave of, of profiting and, and technology and selling the, the platforms and selling the material is gonna mm. happen so quick. Mm. Uh, so I don't know, I, I don't wanna make any profits. One thing we don't wanna do on this in this project is lie and right. say things that we don't know. Right. And but I think we do want research. to, yeah, yeah. I think we do want to predict and prepare, right? And, and begin. Well, and I think my job forced both of our positions, I mean, they're our purpose is to, when we do our work, we're not going to do it with the lack of integrity. We're going to do it with as much integrity as possible. So yeah. we're going to do our part to research or figure it out or dialogue or, um, identify with others and I think that's a big thing that's going to be happening in education is how we can right. learn from each other um, I know the very the American ideology of, of competition is is always a major distraction and a divide but it's going to be quite opposite if we can work together digitally we actually benefit and um, it provides us more access and and hopefully can build some more or, or um how would I say, uh, fill more of the gaps. I mean, as educators, um, and I, I know there's gonna be a lot of macro things, like you said, I, I could talk all about that all day, but save I Save it for the next show. Yeah. We're gonna just, save it. Yeah. We're gonna do this every week. <laughs> did I tell you that? No, you didn't tell me that. Oh, my bad, we're gonna do this every week. I didn't tell her. All right, so one of my we're favorite- We're moving y'all too, so I don't know gonna how do we're gonna do this, this record room is not gonna look like, pretty I just, next week. I just gotta figure this out. Okay, I wanted to close out uh, my favorite, favorite, one of my favorite speeches, inspirational, comes from basketball coach Jimmy V. Uh, he was diagnosed with cancer and uh, recited one of the things I hold on to. And he says, every day we should do three things. We're doing this weekly, so uh, I want you to think, I want you to tell the folks uh, the three things that Jimmy V suggested that we laugh that we solve a problem mm -hmm. or have a profound thought we laugh think and we're moved to tears by happiness and joy so right. this week what made you laugh what uh, made you think and uh, what nearly moved you to tears well it's, in, it's interesting you brought that quote because I don't know if you heard me babe I was, I was with my team 
And before I go into answering it, I don't be listening to you when you're in a meeting. Yeah, you know he does. That's why he created this whole idea of doing this. I, um, I, I was talking to my team and I just noticed how much, and, and my girl Handy, she put it best. She's like, our mind feels like mush. Like it feels like mush. We're going, like I said, so fast and, and a lot of things are happening around us. And uh, I said to my to my team lead, I was like, man, I just feel like we need to stop and check in. We need to talk about what brings us laughter, what's 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 heavy on our mind, um, you know. So, anyways, that's a good quote. And and I would say the part that made me laugh the most this week, um, two points. One, I, I'm telling you, I didn't think this was gonna be real. I don't think I didn't think this was really going to happen, but my girl Shanae Bowman, assistant superintendent, she's amazing, amazing thinker. Was like, hey, let's have a social hour digitally, and everybody have their drink ready, everybody just chill, let's just talk. And at first, we were all kind of like, how is this going to work? We all talk a lot, and we talk loud, and we talk over each other, and we laugh, and it was the best synergy and connection, and we laughed so much just for no reason. And I, I would say laughing with my girls. Um, I was dancing the other day in the bathroom, and you, this guy freaked me out. And caught me in the bathroom. Just I, I forgot to tell you, you only got two minutes. Oh, sorry, I have so many, and we were just getting down in the bathroom, anyways. And then thinking, oh man, the thinking. I think just dialoguing with my teachers and and really having that process with them to be able to focus on right now. Just just learn. This, this tools, just learn the terms, just explore. Don't don't be so caught up in having to achieve everything right now. And um, move me to tears. I had a student, one of my Pacific Islander um, seniors, he's uh, graduating this year. I thought he was calling me on a whole different tip. He calls me crying and bawling because he just got in a car accident and he was scared of his parents and what they were gonna think of him. He, he, was, he was feeling like he disappointed his parents. He made some decisions, decisions this year that he felt were taking him astray when he's had a journey that has prepared him for nothing but greatness. And this young man, let me just say, 4.3 GPA, 4.3 GPA. And I mean, he grown, just amazing kid, was like, Auntie Fran, what do I do? Like, how do I go back? And I just was like moved to tears. Like, you're, you're reaching out just alone, just you reaching out is gonna be a turning point in your life. Like, I'm telling you, what you just decided to do right now instead of many other ways of handling this, already speaks of where you're gonna go in your life. And I was just, man, that hurt my, my girls, they saw me, I was praying with him. I was you know, I was talking to him and they could see my energy and they really, they just come around me. It's like, they're like my little cubs and they come around me. Um, so that was something that moved me to tears and brought me thinking and joy this year, this, this week. Uh, what made me laugh? Vila was telling me about science. We did slow motion videos of magnet pieces that she would build different animals and structures and we crashed them in slow motion. And Super cool. that was really fun. And I really laughed because I would lay under the glass table and it looked like it was coming at you. So um, that was good. Problem solving, or I have obviously had a lot of profound thoughts thinking about the whole situation and what right. that means for education. But one of the problems that I would say I solved was just uh, doing the homework with the girls. Mm. And, and you know, I just got came out of a PhD program. So doing plural possessive uh, apostrophes just, uh, it, it could have been torture, but thinking about how do I make this fun for me 
and just that sort of reflection. Um, so that that, that was, you know, switching my mode from thinking about intellectual stuff to just thinking about, you know, emotional connections and what this means to be able to do that. Um, man, what mm. moved me to tears and happiness and joy? Uh, you, yeah, I guess I gotta be corny on this part. I Corny. I got my graduation well, that's robe. That's my, that's my job to be corny. I know. That's what I'm <laughs> yeah, I got my graduation robe today. Oh, so man. I was really excited. It's, yes. Uh, I yes. hold it all in. I keep it like right here. I haven't shared like, the picture. The you told me not to share it yet. Don't share it yet because I, I didn't have my shoes on. I got graduation shoes. Yeah. So I got to do the whole yeah, outfit. That- that was pretty moving too. Yes. That was that was definitely moving back. Uh so that that was that was exciting. And uh well that's that's the end of our part. The next thing we wanted to do, we scheduled this for 15 minutes. So we are going to um, we want to open this up for question and answers. The one thing that I want to say, it's a lot of people in here to shout out. I can't shout out everybody. Well, it's only 20 of us. I could, but uh, I don't want to shout out. We got we got board members. <laughs> We've got uh, professors, long-term educators. Yo, it's some power players in this room with way more expertise than us. Way more expertise. So we're just at this point, we're all just folks in the system who who love students and love learning. And um, so we're gonna open this up for questions and answers. We'll moderate, but we might pitch it to other people and ask other people to answer your question. Absolutely. And feel free to unmute at this time.